Yeah, the truth is, nothing is completely original. At least that's my take on it. One week, we are uh, this brand, and the next week, they're this brand, because we're like, ah, I'm watching all these films, I'm seeing all these people do these amazing things. And we all want to feel like, as artists, that we have this golden brush. There's nothing new under the sun. That's biblical. One, one of the quotes is, don't just steal the style, steal the thinking behind it. So that then that begs the question, is originality dead? Because you said by bringing those together, it creates the illusion of originality. So to you, is it an illusion? What's up storytellers, filmmakers, entrepreneurs, wedding pros, my name's Jared. And today me and Elijah are going to dive into a pretty scarce topic, I would say, in the world of weddings. It's not talked about often and that's about originality in wedding films. And really the bigger question is originality dead? So if this is your first time joining us on the podcast, thanks for tuning in. And Elijah, did you know that we actually have a Facebook group? But I didn't know we had a Facebook group. Um, I'm a part of that group. So if you guys are interested in checking out the Facebook group, we'd love to see you over there. Um, just a way for us to really get to connect with you guys outside of the podcast and hear more about your, uh, your pain points in your business and things that maybe we can offer some insight on. So definitely consider checking that out if you're interested. Speaking on what you were saying about originality, I think it's definitely not something that, you know, people talk about a lot, but also it is interesting, a good question to think about because I think sometimes we get so, um, you know, caught up in doing our work and then we're just like, hey, here's what we gotta do, we gotta get done. Um, we have the backlog of weddings and other stuff if you're doing other videos, you know, besides weddings, that you don't think about questions like that. And, um, you know, as we were, you know, thinking about this podcast and like, is, is originality dead? It's, it's interesting to stop and think like, where did I get my style? Or where does my style come from? Is it original? Is it, did I just make it up? Um, am, am I being original or just copy a bunch of different people? So yeah, it's an interesting topic for sure. Yeah, the truth is nothing is completely original. At least that's my take on it. You know, Austin Kleon, he's the author of a book that uh, I recently read called Steal Like an Artist. And he talks about this where nothing is original and all creative work builds on what came before. Every new idea is really just a remix or a mashup of one or two previous ideas. And at first you're kind of like, oh, well, that's depressing, you know, because we all want to feel like as artists that we have this golden brush right, that we are somehow revolutionizing the industry with our creativity. But one of the ways everyone tells you on how to do that is, oh, you just have to be different. You have to be unique. And it's like those buzzwords that give you no real practical wisdom. You're just kind of left with, oh, okay, um, I just got to be different. Uh, how in the heck do I do that? Right. And I think when you say unique and like I was, you know, I just was on an inquiry call with a couple the other day and they're like, you know, we, we love your films are so unique. And I'm like, I was thinking in my head, like, thank you. But like <laughs> everyone's films are unique. You know, everyone's films are unique and they're 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 them. And so what you're really saying is like, I like your style. I like you, what you have decided to do with your wedding films. And while that can be, you know, really encouraging to us and like be a boost to our ego, it's the same at the same time, everyone has their own style. So someone else is seeing someone else's work and saying the same thing. Like we love your unique style. Um, it's they're so different than whatever we've seen. And to be honest, like I think that can be true, but also at the same time, it's like there's something that they just enjoyed and that stood out to them about my films. In my mind, I don't see that as like, hey, 
I'm so much better than everyone else. It's just they took to my film for some reason, just like they would take to your films for some reason um, over mine. So there's like, it's kind of weird when you hear like the word unique, like you said, it's a buzzword. Yeah, and one of the things that is really pivotal in this topic of originality and something that I really picked up on from reading this book is, I mean, the main message, it's right there, the first word in the title, title and that's steal. You know, Steve right. Jobs said it best. It comes down to trying to expose yourself to the best things that humans have done and then try to bring those things in to what you're doing. I mean, Picasso had a saying, he said, good artists copy, great artists steal. And we have, you know, always been shameless about stealing great ideas. So it's like, how can we apply this mindset to what we do as wedding filmmakers? And, you know, for me, it's, you know, you, you don't really have to know yourself in order to start creating. I think that's like the biggest hangup because, I mean, especially in today, it's, it's like people are having identity crisis. You know, it's like in, in business and in other aspects of life. And it's, it's one of those things that you can get caught up because you're spending, you know, really the first 18 years of your life figuring yourself out. And then when you start a business, it's like, you don't really put the two together, at least for me, I didn't put the two together that I was my business. I thought that it had to be this own separate thing. And so I was overthinking the process and feeling like, okay, so me outside my business is a different entity altogether. But no, it's it's your actually, it's your perspective. It's your you know point of view. It's everything that's shaped you and that's molded you into who you are. That's all fused with your brand. And that's what kind of, forms into this authentic piece and i mean especially nowadays it's like you know you're inundated with so many amazing filmmakers and films that at first inspire you but if you're someone who doesn't quite know who you are as an artist this can be a bit overwhelming because you don't know which route to take or you question and compare your own work and that's just a hole that no one should ever get stuck in yeah i mean we've all i think we've all been at the point where like one week we are uh, this brand and the next week they're this brand because we're like, uh, I'm watching all these films, I'm seeing all these people do these amazing things and you're like, this is what I want to be this week and the next week you're like completely different because you don't have an identity yourself and you're, not, you're trying to figure out what your brand is and you're just, like you said, at the beginning you copy. And I honestly, I tell my second shooters um, and people who are like, you know, want to be like mentored or whatever, like, what, where do I start? I just say like, look, copy, like you're, you're going to have to, like, there's nothing new under the sun. That's biblical. There's nothing new under the sun. You can't, you can't like make up something. I mean, there's always going to be some sort of originality, but it's going to be stemmed from something that's already been thought of. Right. So I always say just, you just copy until you figure it out to where you figure out what, what you like and what you don't like about maybe someone's style you see a shot you like or a color grading that you like or uh, different aspects of someone's work that you, you can be drawn to. And eventually you'll see like you don't like other parts of their, the way they film or, you know, the way they color grade or whatever it is, like one aspect of it you're going to be drawn to more than others. And um, then you may pick up something from somebody else and kind of, you know, make this uh, Frankenstein's monster of <laughs> different people's work that turns into yours. But at the same time, you're going to have to copy to start because you don't even know where to start, especially wedding films. Most people don't go to school for wedding films. We just start, you know, whether it's like YouTube or someone's like, can you film my wedding? We just show up with a camera and to do research, we just start watching wedding films and we're like, oh, that's cool. This is cool. Like, let's do this. Let's do that. So I get the, 
you know, the, the identity crisis where you, you, you find yourself, you know, every month changing your brand, not brand really, but your films because you're like, man, that was such a cool film I just saw the other day. The next week you see something else, but they're completely different and you're trying to like force, you know, this person's style on your uh, work or your wedding, which was not the same. So it, it's, it's hard at first because you, you, you start putting these things together that maybe shouldn't be there. I like the messaging that Frankenstein monster, you know, just that combination of <laughs> yeah. things. It's like that's like the right. perfect analogy to describe this because, you know, with social, I I I really blame chasing like social media trends. I feel like trends in general is kind of the right. the root cause of why so many filmmakers kind of suffer with this crisis sometimes because we're like chasing these things that aren't really true to who we are as artists, and we're we're chasing them for the wrong reasons, right? We're only after the the clout right. we're only after the right. uh, the audience and to try to boost numbers for what right so i think you have to be right. clear about your intentions on why you're creating and that fear and doubt can be crippling because you you know you try to you know, especially if you're you're just starting and you don't really know who you are as an artist yet mm -hmm. that can be one of the biggest mistakes that people make it's something that i still suffer with today and it's called imposter syndrome it's like you're not starting sure, because knows. you're you're fearful or you're doubtful that you know the work you do is not going to be good enough and that's something that never truly always like goes away it's like speaking from experience on that it's it's, it's imposter syndrome and i'm still learning and figuring things out and you know there are days that i'll sit in, i mean me and elijah were just talking about this the other day it's like i'll sit in front of my computer and i'll just tell myself i have no idea what i'm doing you're just like, you just kind of go through this, like this struggle, like even though you've done this time and time again, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing here. What am I doing? Like, what's mm -hmm. the point? And you know, you still have that feeling and those are all symptoms of imposter syndrome. And at the end of the day, none of us really know what we're, what we're doing, what, what to do. You know I mean? We have obviously over time you get better at these things and you know, but you're always going to be learning. You're always going to be growing. And I think the best thing that you can do is just show up every day and do what you enjoy and the rest will tend to come naturally. You know, stop stressing about yeah. things that don't really matter or hold a lot of impact in your lives, like chasing trends for the sake of building accolades or trying to oh, be, yeah. become, you know, a, an Instagram sensation or a YouTube sensation. And, you know, we all have this innate desire to want our work to be appreciated. Um, we, we want that feeling um, and sometimes we get we can get lost in that feeling, but we also have to remember the true uh, heart of behind what we do and why we're doing it. No, absolutely. I think that's 100% right. And at the, at the same, at one time I heard Ray Roman, someone say um, in a group, this was a long time ago, someone was like, you know, what do I, how do I keep myself humble in this game or whatever? Hmm. And because like, I guess they were feeling like they're doing great and he was like at the end of the day you're filming a wedding you know <laughs> we're, we're wedding videographers here you know we are not uh we're not building the next rocket to to mars so uh i mean there's you know that aspect to it but i think um i think you're right especially like when it comes to you know, imposter syndrome i think one of the biggest things you can do is just turn it all off turn all all the other films off start, turn off instagram for a month or whatever you need to do because it's crazy how you, as a creative, can actually come up with things in your own brain um, as you, you know, just turn everything else off. And then I think yeah. that's where also you find your own you know, identity, you know, in your brand. Um, 
and event, you know, sometimes I think by turning it off, sometimes it may help accelerate figuring out what you want and what you like. Because if you're constantly just like, I, I edit something, I'm gonna watch someone else's film, I edit something, I'm gonna watch someone else's film, a different film every time. You're just constantly, you're not, sometimes you, you get lost in the, uh, just watching and trying to emulate instead of like really looking for inspiration in the film. There's a difference between watching someone's film and looking for someone some inspiration and watching and just trying to copy. Like I've seen people just copy like shot for shot almost as much as they can a film. And I'm like, you can totally tell that that's what's happened here. Um, but yeah, so if you get to the point where I feel like you're you're just copying, like trying to copy shot for shot and trying to almost remake another brand, the exact same thing, just make little clones of that brand, then I think that's where you kind of just turn it off and say like, what, um, where do I find myself? Um, that's the difference between you know, what was the quote you said something about like stealing and copying or whatever? I think that's the, the difference there. Yeah, Picasso had a saying, good artists copy, great artists steal. And look at someone like Picasso. He was like a trailblazer. You look at Picasso's work and you go, that's a Picasso. You know, everyone knows what a Picasso looks like. I mean, there's obviously like some of his earlier stuff, which also goes into what we, you know, we all have a... a a trajectory, a trajectory or pathway when we start trying to figure out our brand. You know, we can look back at old films and we're like, what are you, what were I doing? Like, why did I make a film like that? I did it because I was trying to chase something, not because I thought that was actually amazing. And you talked about that once on our podcast where you said you made a film because you're trying to make it look really cool and the couple was like, yeah, that was awesome, but it was like not on brand. Like, what was that, right? right? Yeah, they didn't connect with it at all because I was chasing a trend. I was chasing the influence instead of actually serving the couple. And yep. that's just one of the biggest things when it comes to this line of work is, you know, yes, we are artists. Yes, we are creating for ourselves, but we're also the main important thing is we're creating for someone else. We're we're providing yeah. a, a gift to someone else. And you know, through that gift, it really needs to be cared for. It needs to be very a very delicate process. And I mean, the sad truth is in this day and age, it's easy to get lost in the unnecessary noise of, of social media and everything that that throws at you and confuses you when it comes to creating. Transitioning into, you know, some of those buzzwords on how to be different. You know, everyone has a different personality and perspective and you know through those perspectives is really what shapes motivates and inspires your artistry by taking elements from other filmmakers and storytellers and transforming them into what you do and I'm basically quoting the book at this point but there are so many good nuggets in this thing you guys really need to check this out and one one of the quotes is don't just steal the style steal the thinking behind it you know, mm, don't like just that. copy one filmmaker's formula like Elijah was saying. Like, look at multiple artists, you know, multiple filmmakers in this space. There's so many amazing filmmakers that you can really, you know, steal ideas off of and, you know, research the people that inspire them, right? And then yeah. soon after, you bring all of these ingredients together and you have this illusion of originality because you are, you are fusing all of these characteristics that, you know, from other filmmakers that inspire you into your own work. And that's what really, you know, sparks the inspiration for someone else. There's the question right there. Is originality dead? Because you said then it, by bringing those together, it creates the illusion of originality. So to you, is it an illusion? Or is it originality? Right. I think it's, it's still 
an illusion of original because, you know, like you said, Ecclesiastes 1.9, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Mm -hmm. And if you, if you understand that, come to grips with that, you really won't be as burdened as an artist and creator and just feel this constant weight just holding you back. You know, you'll be free to create in a way that's understanding, that's appreciative of all the other humans that came before and all the other filmmakers that came before. And so I think it is, you know, originality, dead is kind of a harsh word, but I mean, originality doesn't truly exist, right? There's nothing new under the sun. And, you know, it might be dead because I mean, when it comes to weddings, every wedding film you see is an amalgam of many different things that influence the creator, whether that be their right. favorite artists, filmmakers, um, painters, sculptors, musicians, whatever they've consumed through the years, you know, we are the sum of our influences. And the way right. to show the illusion of originality is by taking all of those things that people inspire you and turning it into your own thing. So that then that begs the question, I guess that would be, what is your definition of originality? Because if your definition of originality is the uh, all the inspirations and the sum of all the things that you've been influenced by, and then whatever you output is the original, uh, is original, then if that's your definition, then originality would not be dead because every person is able to create something unique in, in that regard. Um, and... Yeah, so that's a that's a good question. I don't think it really matters, to be honest. I think it, whether you define it as originality is dead because, like you said, there's nothing new under the sun, or if you define it as whatever all the different things because we all are gonna have different influences. Even if we're, you know, even if you're my twin brother, <laughs> and we've had all, all the same influences, doesn't matter. We're still gonna spit out something different, right? Um, and even if, if it's a wedding film, right? You put us in front of a computer and edit in separate rooms, you're going to come out with something different. And so if that's your definition, then yeah, originally, originality is not dead, but I don't think that truly matters. Um, I think the, the point here is like, how can you get to that uh, point where it's you're, you're, you're taking all the things that you've um, been influenced by and the sum of all that you understand and then spit out whatever you know, creatively that you can, I don't think it matters because everyone's going to find something unique about that. I mean, everyone is going to have someone who finds that unique. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, looking back, I would love to do just like a deep dive, like a research case study of just the evolution of the wedding film in general, because, you right. know, I feel like it's it's definitely evolved over the years and it's turned into you know, its own genre of, of filmmaking. And I would be so interested just to go back to the origin of the first wedding film and, you know, kind of dissect it and see how it's really evolved over, over time and what it has turned into today. And, you know, originality, you know, the root word of originality is origin, beginning, like, you know, the first, you know. And I think that when we, if we can go back and we can look at, you know, artists over time. I mean, I feel like wedding filmmaking obviously is a direct influence of a direct influence of so many other things that it's like impossible to base it off of just one. You know, but I right. think it's it's something to just think about when it comes to your own work. And we're not trying to discourage you or depress you or create this hopeless feeling inside of you. Honestly, this should fire you up when it comes to thinking For about you. 
originality in in wedding films you know because the keys to creating a style that inspires you and other people is right in front of you and it just takes curiosity mm -hmm. and passion to create the films that you want to make and that give you life as an artist so jared if you were to go back to the beginning when you started wedding filmmaking and all the mistakes you've made trying to uh be original but you ended up not being original what would you do differently yeah, I love the idea of just speaking to my past self because I feel like this entire podcast and every education video I do, that's what I'm doing. I'm speaking to my past self and giving my past self advice uh, because of all the things that I've experienced. And one of the things that right. I did back in the day was I didn't do a lot of research on other filmmakers that inspired me. I really, I really only sought after like one that I was like, oh, well, mm -hmm. I'm just going to go through this guy because he's, you know, this is the style I want to emulate. And I was kind right. of a lazy artist because I was copying rather than truly stealing and working that into my process. I was just taking all of the advice he was giving me. I was just like, nope, this is good as is. I'm not going to mess with it. I'm just going to keep it as is. And I think that I would go back and I would really try to find myself more instead of doing this copy and paste process just for the sake of booking weddings. And I think my right. mindset back in the day was, you know, I just quit my corporate job. I needed help. I hired a mentor. He gave me advice. I took everything that he gave me and I just repurposed it into, you know, my own business. And it basically felt like I was just a side branch of his business. I never felt like this was actually my own creation. I never felt connected to my brand. I felt like it was always someone else's. And that feeling was because I didn't really go through the proper steps of becoming, you know, a true artist. I just, I took the easy route. I took the easy way out right. and I got the information and I went about my day. And that's something that I wish I could go back and change because that's what created so much time wasted after the fact, money lost, because I didn't take the time to really develop myself as an artist yet. I was just going through the motions based on what this other person had told me. And I wasn't really sure. I wasn't really doing a lot of learning. I was just going with the flow and going with the motions. And so I think that's the biggest thing is if you're in that spot right now where you want a quick fix, there's no quick fix, right? There's no instant gratification when it comes to wedding filmmaking and growing your business. It is a sure. slow, painful, oftentimes grueling process to get to the place that you want to be, but you shouldn't see that as a burden. You should see that as a luxury, honestly, because through that exploration is growth. I think the exploration thing, what you just said right there is, is key, you know, like I wish I had just gone out and tried more things, especially, you know, I wanted, I kind of did the same thing you did. You know, I just picked a, although I didn't really, I will say I didn't like kind of hang on a one person. Mm. I was more of the like, oh, I'm look at this guy. This guy's great. And then next, next, next <laughs> week it's something else. That was my, that was my downfall. You know, uh, I had a different style every week and brides were like, what the heck? I can't keep up, you know? Um, I mean, not for long, but, uh, I think it's, it's cool to go out there and experiment with your own stuff, you know, break some rules, uh, do some things that wedding filmmakers aren't supposed to do. 
Um, the ones where you're going to have people go, what the heck are you doing when you start and all of a sudden you're something different, you know, like Justin Porter Media is out there creating like reality films. Oh, Fiore, yeah. uh, Sharon from Fiore, she doesn't care. She'll bump her her uh, warmth all the way to 10,000, you know, and she kills it, you know, and Crushes everyone's like, that's the wrong white balance, right? So you're the wrong white balance. Doesn't matter. She's killing it. And she's done that for a long time. Um, even Savannah, you know, who we had on our podcast, you can't really film with an iPhone. Like, you can't really do good weddings. Well, she said, okay, I'm going to still do it. Um, and I, so I, that's why the exploration phase of this is, I think, awesome. You just go out there and break the rules and turn off your if Instagram if you're, like, feeling like you have to, you're pressured to do something, pressured to go do something else. Um, obviously, you can take tips from people and learn how to do things correctly, right? If you're like you're trying to do something correctly and you're struggling with it, but if you're like going out there and breaking the rules, that's awesome. That's originality, and like I'm excited to see what you know the next uh, generation of wedding filmmakers is is going to do with uh, you know what, what we don't we still didn't get to the bottom of is originality dead, but I think that that's that's awesome to go out there and just uh, break some rules. Yeah, I love everything you just said there, especially about the rules. Geez, all the rules. You know, forget the rules, right. like Elijah said. Play by your own. I think that's going to be a lot more fun. Make it up as you go. Be yep. curious. At the end of the day, curiosity is is key. And go pick up Steal Like an Artist. It's honestly such a good read. It's short. It's easy to consume. Uh, keep it on your desk. I mean, take it with you wherever you go. Honestly, it, it's it's great. It's a great resource for creatives, filmmakers, artists in general. And yeah, we hope that this podcast has been helpful and valuable in some way. Um, go check out our Facebook group, The Films We Make Podcast, and sub to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. And until next time, we'll see you there. Thanks, guys.